0: hey everyone welcome back to another episode of canadian gamers and thank the heavens i am not alone
1: hi everyone
0: wow was that a delayed reaction (laughs) did you expect anything better than that from me I do, damn it. I do. You'd think he'd come back and be like, hey, everyone. Welcome. I'm so happy to be back. It's been great. And say it's,
1: hey, everyone. Crickets. <laughs> yeah, that's how I roll. I'm happy to be back, though, but I always wait for the proper opportunity to start speaking. <laughs> i'm I'm being a jerk
0: (laughs) i'm purposely waiting and he's all quiet well what have you been up to let's start with that it's been like seven months since you joined a podcast
1: yeah i've done a lot i should have wrote wrote, wrote, wrote in a list written a list of all the games and all the stuff i've been doing because i don't remember the last podcast i did was a solo one and i think it was in july because it was my Dragon Quest XI impressions. And when was that game released? In July? Uh, good question. Uh, I, think I think it was think released so. around my birthday. I think it was like the 13th or the 19th of July. Well,
0: wait a sec. Wait, wait, wait. That's the beautiful thing about doing this. We can
1: check. Dragon Quest XI release date, July 29. July 29. So, okay. So I did the podcast in August. So it hasn't been that long, probably. No, yeah, actually, close I'm surprised. Two but still, it feels like an eternity because uh, the thing about me is I like playing games, but I, what I like even more than playing games is talking about games. And Elizabeth doesn't really respond or reacts <laughs> to me when I try to talk to her about video games, and neither does my dog, so I don't really have anybody. All my friends are now matured enough, so they don't play video games anymore, and the ones that do are all like PC nerds and whatnot, so... I have a few friends that I play Pokemon with and I want to talk a bit about Pokemon later on but first major thing that I want to talk about is that I finally traded away my Xbox One so I finally did it and I got a heck of a deal f- with it. I was able to get about $400 worth of credit from EB Games by trading all my games and the system. so I was happy I finally did it. I was able to secure a simus 3ds with that money which is awesome so that's one thing i did and now that i've traded my xbox one i'm actually not regretting it for say but there's a game or two on it that i really want to play and one of it is cuphead and i believe we're gonna talk about it later on and the other one is PUBG or player unknowns battleground whatever mm-hmm. it's called yeah something that like will that. be released on xbox one Soon, I believe, but I assume that it will come to PS4 next year. So maybe I'll get it. then so I'll be able to play it. So that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I haven't really played a console game since Zelda and Horizon. Really, I played some. Actually, I'm lying because when I picked up when I traded my Xbox One, one of the games I got uh, pre-owned from EB Games was uh, MLB The Show 18 or 17, actually. And I really enjoyed 16, so I thought I'd give that away. I played a lot of that, but the I was disappointed by it. They really screwed up franchise, not franchise, but uh, how do they call it? Uh, the one when you're a player. Uh, I don't remember. A career, when you do a career, whatever it is. I don't remember the name, but uh, they really screwed it up in that one. There's a lot less options, it seems. Like, I can't. One of the things I loved about MLB The Show 16 is that if you were unhappy with the uh, progress in the team, you could ask for a trade. And in this one, you cannot ask for a trade because they've added these stupid little cutscenes where your agent calls you from time to time or your general manager calls you or your manager calls you in the office. And it's really, really uh boringly narrated. And it's always the same stuff that happens during these sequences. And I don't know why they made this because it's extremely boring anyway I played a lot of MLB and I I was disappointed by that feature because that's why I play uh, MLB I think it's called Road to the Show now that I think about it and that's pretty much it for consoles like I've played some Rocket League here and there with my son but that's pretty much all it is I've been spending the majority of my time on my 3DS playing games I've always been playing which are Pokemon related games I still haven't uh, touched my Switch since May, since uh, Mario Kart, and I really want to now because there's a game called Golf Story that was released, uh, yeah. I think, this week, and I've heard good things about it.
0: Me too. Really
1: curious about it, so I, might, I have a bit more free time now because we recently started a Pokemon League. It's... A draft league, uh, what it does, it, it kind of, tr- it's trying to simulate uh, sports, sporting events. So, you what you do is you have 12 rounds of drafting where you each draft 12 different Pokemon depending on each tier. And it, the order depends on, uh, like, if you got the first pick in the first round, you're not going to get the first pick in the second round, and vice versa. And it's it just ended now. That was a, a major blast. I can't wait to do it again. We're going to do it again. I think in January, we're going to do a second season. With Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So that w- that was a lot of fun But that's done now. So I, I'm freeing up a lot more time. Of course I'm playing Pokemon Gold and Silver right now. And I'm al- not almost done with it. I'm at my 7th badge. So there's still my 8th badge. I'm just at the, the gym there. But I want to go. And after that do all the post game stuff. Go to get the all uh, the 8 badges from Kanto. And go defeat my rival. Uh, from the, Not my rival but rather Red. Uh, antagonists from the original games so that's going to take a lot of time because those games are a lot harder than they are now especially when it comes to leveling up because the game doesn't give you as much experience points as they do now and i also always play these games in a way to make them as difficult as possible so i not grind at all and i play on set mode which means i do not i cannot switch uh, pokemon when the, i when the a trainer brings another one so it's just these little things that i enjoy doing so i've been playing a lot of pokemon as i'm always am i don't know this series for me is kind of like your dragon quest where i can, i just don't seem to get tired of it and even when there's a drop, like from Omega, Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire to Sun and Moon, when there was two years without a new game, I can always go back and play the old classic games. Uh, I've been meaning to go back and playing Generation 5 for a while now, because Pokemon White is the only one of the four games of Generation 5 that I've never actually really beaten, although the differences are minor between Black and White. I always like to beat every single version of every game, so White is White and Pokemon Diamond, I believe, are the only two games I I haven't beaten in the whole whole series. So I want to go do that eventually, but there's not really any hurry. And with the life of having two little boys around, it's like the only time I have to play games is when I go to the bathroom and when both of them are asleep. So th- the time is really really not that uh, that much so i'm i'm i find myself always going to portable systems because those are much easier to play and more accessible
0: i think you're gonna have a lot more time with the um with the switch in the coming you know in the coming months and years because like as soon as a pokemon is released on that you'll be living on it what i can't wait what i just can't wait to discuss is your thoughts on that afterwards i really am curious oh there's my cat saying hello uh yeah, because
1: enough. sorry go ahead i just wanted to f- i forgot metroid, metroid oh yeah I, I i of course played metroid i mean i'm only uh i i'm really not in a rush with metroid I, I have one metroid left to kill and then i'm probably gonna go back and try to find all the uh the upgrades and whatnot i don't think that will take a long uh A while to do, but still not sure if I'm actually gonna do that simply because I'm not enjoying the game as much as you are, and that's something I I don't know if I want to talk more about it here because I'd like us to do one of our review discussions we haven't done since Zelda, and I'm thinking of keeping it for that video, but yeah, that's another game I've been playing. I've been really enjoying it though, but still, I'm not gonna say much.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, like what I was saying, I'm really curious to, uh, to hear what you think about the Pokemon Switch, uh, or Switch Pokemon, or whatever the hell you want to call it, um when that actually hits, because you know without that second screen it's going to be really really interesting with metroid oh no yeah we said we're going to never mind never mind I'll I'll save that I don't want to talk about something that we're not going to talk about uh you mentioned about Xbox 1 um yeah my Xbox 1 is the way of the dodo uh the thing is have you checked the um have you checked your computer like i thought your computer the one that you're on right now is not that bad
1: no <laughs> it's terrible
0: Oh, well, what happened? I thought it, you said it was a decent uh, laptop. Well,
1: I thought it was a decent one, and that's the problem with computers. Like, yeah, That's what I find when, is one of the problems with computers, though, is that you have to keep not necessarily upgrading them, but maintaining them and doing stuff I don't know what to do, or else the, they seem to run slower and stuff like that. Lots of programs are installed on them, What? I like I know nothing about computers, so but this one though is not good enough.
0: Oh, okay, because that's what I did. So uh, well, I did. That's a lie. That's what I'm. I'm probably going to do is just pick it up on uh, Steam. Just do it. Like I that. did not and know Steam.
1: Cuphead was on Steam.
0: Yeah, uh, Microsoft no longer has exclusives. Like they don't. Not a single game. I don't think. No, is but they Xbox put their games one on and...
1: Steam. I thought there was Windows things. They put it on Steam no. too.
0: Yeah. There's sure. no, like, really, there's no, there's no such thing really anymore. Like, uh, anything, that's why, like, for me, there was no logic. There was absolutely no logic in, in keeping an Xbox One. Why? Like, it didn't make any sense. I have my PC right here. Like, yes, okay, I understand with the big screen and all that, of course. Uh, but, you know, like, it just didn't make sense to me to, to do that. So, I got rid of that. So, yeah, Cuphead does look awesome, though, um, but uh, for all of those out there that are really enjoying it and everything like that, I uh, just wanted to make one note. Don't expect something like this all the time. If you don't know how Cuphead was made, it was made like a 1930s Disney cartoon. So everything you see in that game was meticulously hand-drawn. It's It's like it's basically they use the same techniques that they use back in the day. So it, it's a legit thing. It's watercolor backgrounds. It's all hand-drawn with cell animation. And they had like a jazz band come in and actually record all the different, uh, you know, sounds and stuff. So that was like a true labor of love. Uh, but I'm just saying that if you if you're like, wow, that was amazing. Like I would love to see like lots of games like that. Just be aware that, That was a significant achievement by the developers. And it's not something that can easily be replicated. Like, the reason why it looks so good is because of what they did. But the way they did it takes years to to put together so I just want to make that clear because I've heard a couple people just over the last few days uh, at work have been talking about you know like oh it would be great if we see like you know like all these types of games doing this and that and blah 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 and I'm like it would be absolutely it would be awesome but just be aware that it's not an easy technique to replicate because they use the original technique which is crazy expensive but it paid off. I mean the game sold like a hundred thousand copies on Steam in like no time. So that's really like that's that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and it's I, I've seen a few videos of it and man, does it look fun? Like I yeah, know that absolutely, I, I would be all over that game. Yes. If you I had would. the time and the Xbox to play it. <laughs>
0: so the i I didn't have much uh things today we we have some really good topics for discussion, which I think is going to be like the the main thing of this um of of this podcast today but there there's a few things uh the first thing was i I was curious to hear your thoughts on this uh but first I'll just explain what it is so Capcom i believe it was today or yesterday, and I apologize too for everyone um i I have been so out of it with gaming that um I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm maturing out of gaming. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. Uh, it's more that like, just like you, there, like with all the different things that I'm I'm currently involved in. Uh, I leave for Texas in a little over a week to give a 12 hour workshop and to uh, to take part in this giant conference that's out there. And then I come back and I have multiple presentations that I have to pre- like. It's just insane. Like the time is 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 nuts. So. Just, I just found out that there's a Street Fighter V arcade edition announced. And I thought when I saw the headline, I was like, huh, interesting. Because Capcom said when they made Street Fighter V, like, there won't be an Ultra Edition and this and that. And, but that's not actually accurate. Like, that's not actually true. They basically said everything from day one you'll be able to do with the Omega Edition. That could potentially get released in the future and that absolutely nothing would require real world money. And they have actually been, that's been very, very true. The problem is that to unlock all of the stuff, you have to win. And I'm going to exaggerate. Okay. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is, but someone did the math and it's something ridiculous. Like you have to win like, I don't know, 12,000 online matches to to get, you know, like to to earn enough fight money or whatever it's called in order to unlock everything. And like 12,000 online matches that's unrealistic even for professional fighters, you know? Like you have to play every day all day like hours and hours and hours and hours to get to rank up like that kind of of online victory status was like just crazy. So, um, but, but to be fair to Capcom, they did, they, they kept their word. You can theoretically, um, unlock everything in the game through in-game currency, or of course you can use uh, real world money. So this arcade edition will be available for all vanilla street fighter fan of uh, street fighter five owners via simple update so you get all the new content with the exclusion of season one and season two DLC characters so that's important okay so if you purchase the arcade edition you get arcade mode a gallery extra battle mode new v triggers for each character um, slightly new user interface um, but you also get season 1 season 2 dlc characters whereas if you have the vanilla version you get everything else for free except for the season 1 and 2 characters which you'll have to use using uh, you know fight money or purchase him with uh, real world money so i was just curious what do you think about any of this or it's like okay i don't care
1: <laughs> yeah i don't really care about that i don't know street fighter 5 uh, doesn't doesn't seem like it caught on as much as 4 did back in the day but I'm not in the fighting community so maybe I'm wrong. Oh you're not wrong no 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 no
0: no you're not wrong
1: and it Uh. also seems like their latest game Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has bombed really really hard like I think Street Fighter 2 on the Switch outsold it so yep I think they're go ahead go ahead I think they're having problems finding the audience right now
0: well, I, I personally, I think it's because they're not listening to the audience. I, I think that's one of the key the the key elements here. Um, how do you make a Marvel video game today that doesn't sell? Like, like how how is that even possible? When you know Marvel is essentially the hottest ticket in town right now, and you can't sell, like what? How how the hell is that possible? <laughs> But just from the very beginning with Marvel vs. Infinite, uh, the aesthetic, the look of the game, people were turned off immediately. They were like, what the hell is this? And then from the standpoint of a video game, people were like, well, wait a second here. The game, the Marvel the vs. Marvel Capcom series was based on the X-Men vs. Street Fighter series. And you will not find an X-Men anywhere in that video game because they're not part of Marvel's cinematic universe. And due to money and, you know, like the corporate sort of uh standing that uh, Marvel has right now, well, Marvel always had, but just because of that, they're not going to release those characters in this game anymore because they're like, no, no, we want to tie it into our our movie and our marketing and our merchandise. If you're if you read comics today, there's virtually no X-Men comics. Like today you cannot go into a a um into like a Toys R Us and purchase an X-Men action figure. How crazy is that? You know, like it's a messed up world we live in where there's a Marvel versus Capcom without Wolverine. Like <laughs>
1: I did not even know that to be honest that the uh, X-Men characters I imagine like any characters owned by Fox are not in this game. So yeah, I did but, not know but, that. That's a huge uh, yeah, that's a huge uh, incentive not to buy those games.
0: Well, that's it. And and Steven, it it's not that it's not about rights. Marvel owns the rights. They're doing it on purpose because they don't want you to go and basically see the new x-men movie because they don't make as much money off of that as if you went and
1: saw the new thor
0: movie
1: yeah but i imagine that what they want to do is eventually regain those movie rights right yeah so they want the franchise the movie franchise to fail so that foxes goes back to them and sell them that's right basically what kind of happened with well, it didn't happen with Spider-Man. I think it's still Sony, but they made kind of like a, an arrangement. Yep. I imagine it will a- happen soon with Fantastic Force because I can't see Fox making another movie uh, of that uh, that franchise, but who knows.
0: My exactly. It's going to be like something's going to happen, but anyways, the, the the moral of the story was simply that you know, longtime fans of the series were immediately turned off. You like I said, this for for better or worse this series began with X-Men versus Street Fighter and of course you know things evolve and 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 whatever but you can't have a Marvel versus Capcom game with no X-Men characters like you you, you can't do that that that's just ridiculous you know where the hell's cyclops you know like i don't know i just thought it was utterly ridiculous then they showed the, the, you know, the first trailers and stuff and it looked like ass. Like, I'm sorry, but it, it really looked terrible. Now, apparently the gameplay is actually pretty good, but I think it's just the, the negative word of mouth was all over the place. And then with Street Fighter V, that game really didn't sit well with people from the very beginning with the beta problems they had with the netcode. And then it went all the way to the fact that, um, it was just a sluggish fighter coming off of street fighter four going into street fighter five. It's a very, very slow fighter. And a lot of people were turned off by that. And they also were turned off by the fact that when you bought the game, you paid full price for it. And you were like, uh, where's the arcade mode? Uh, where the hell is uh, story mode? Uh, where is the content? <laughs> and, and I think they were never able to sort of like, you know, retread ground, like they, they, it was just a mess, and they were just never able to, to bounce back, and I think that's why they're, they're releasing Street Fighter 5, this arcade edition, which hopefully will, uh you know, will bring things back, because otherwise, what's going to end up happening here is Capcom's just going to say, you know what, screw this, like, we're not making any money, forget these fighters, we'll just, you know, we'll move on to uh, Monster Hunter Omega Alpha Deluxe Edition, or something like that, and and I don't blame them. I mean, like, there's no point. But to be fair, they're also not giving fans what they want, and that's the key, key thing here. Like, fans were complaining from the first day that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was talked about. Not the first trailer. Everyone was super excited, although people were like, ooh, the, the graphics look kind of, they're all right. Um, but once the details started coming out, people were like, no, 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 this is BS. Like, you're purposely cutting content from this game, or characters, rather, from this game for corporate reasons. And yeah, fine, you know, that might make sense to you, but we're, like, I want to play as Wolverine. I want to play as Cyclops, and you're taking these characters away. Where's Psylocke? Where's, you know, like, all these characters are gone. Like, screw this. So, anyway, that's pretty much, that's all I got for that. I don't know if you have anything else. No, oh, let's move along. Okay, so, wow. Um we'll start with the the, the the SNES Classic first. I really wanted, I know I talked about this in the last uh, Nintendo Fanboys, but you weren't there for that. And I really wanted your take. And I know you haven't used it. Yours is going to be in the mail in a few days, uh, maybe even as early as tomorrow. But, like, are you, is this something that I'm going to send you and it's really just going to sit there? Or are you actually going to try and use this?
1: No, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for sure. Like uh, Super Mario World, I know I would get uh, I'll I'll beat it. Really, one of my favorite games of all times, and I want to replay Super Girls and Ghosts also. And I'm Super Girls and Ghosts, Ghosts also. And I'm sure there's like I don't even know the exact lineup, and I don't want to know. I can check easily, but I want to be surprised. I don't remember all of them, but I'm like every every single game s- almost seems like it's. uh a gem. So, like, Final Fantasy 6 and Mario RPG are two other games that I want to give a second chance. Is it called Final Fantasy 6 or Final Fantasy 3? 3. Okay. Yeah, I think I played that one uh, on my Super Nintendo when I was a kid. I rented it, but I remember that I was... I got stuck someplace. I had a lot of, uh, of fun with it, but I got stuck to a point where, back then, I didn't have internet or access to a guide or something that I could not even continue the game so i'll have to give it another shot hopefully i can figure it out because i hate when i play a game and i need constantly check guides and whatnot and old school rpgs kind of like that maybe i'm just dumb and well. a link to the past another <laughs> one i'm gonna want to try that and of course contra Tree, stuff like that super castlevania i'm gonna want to uh, uh, invite people over and play those games too so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun i'm just worried about the length because my couch is a lot is far from the tv and it seems like the wires are not long enough but well i'll, I'll check it out
0: no no don't check it out uh like i told you but i already told you man order from amazon right now uh like after this podcast go order them Make sure you get the 10 foot extension cables because otherwise there's no chance. Like I'm telling you, there's no way in hell. I I put this thing right beside my desk and it's it's okay. You know, it's all right, but it's literally right beside me. <laughs> and and the cable's fine, but like yeah, you you're going to need extension cables. And now that I've used the system, you know, on and off for the nice little while, um I can say that with like with certainty that Nintendo is really on drugs. Um, <laughs> I really don't understand these guys, why they tied features to the hardware. I I really, truly don't get it. Like, why couldn't they have made something where you press and hold start and select for, say, two seconds or three seconds, and it brings up the menu? I I don't understand that, because if you want to use save states you have to get up and push the stupid <laughs> reset button. If you want to switch games, you have to get up, push the reset button. If you want to use the rewind feature, you have to get up, push the reset function, go into your your save file, and then press, I think it's X or Y or something like that, and then it can rewind up to 40 seconds or, or something like that. Great, really useful feature for a game like uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. But there's no way in hell anyone is going to use that because of how cumbersome it was. It would be a hell of a lot easier if you just press, like, two buttons and then use the L and R button to cycle the time. So I I don't know what Nintendo's thinking. Like, if I had to review this, I'd give it, like, probably a 9.5 or 9.8 for content and probably, like, for usability and stuff, like a 6 or something like that. Like, it's really stupid that they they are continuing to make the exact same mistakes that they made with the NES Classic. I, I'm I'm very very confused by that. But I mean a phenomenal phenomenal product if you're like a Super Nintendo fan. There's no question about that. I just really question their logic behind the hardware. I just don't get it. And speaking of hardware, let's do our digital versus physical uh, Omega Buster. Now before we begin, I kind of cheated. So, I have to I have to say this. I had a great discussion. I want to hear Stephen's thoughts and stuff, and we'll do a back and forth, of course. And like he always says, I'm Switzerland, so we have to keep that in mind. <laughs> um, yeah, but I did have a I had a really honestly like one of the best discussions I've ever had at work over lunch uh, because I, I know a guy who's very similar to you um, in, in his standings of um, of digital versus physical and he he really had some awesome points that i'm 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 very glad that he mentioned and i and i wrote a bunch down so i'm going to start off by just saying that um like i started it at lunch was i i experienced the how can i okay uh, the preservation of games has always been something that that i've always been very interested in And the reason why is because I experienced the limitations of physical, not digital. Let's, I'm starting with physical and that might surprise some of you, especially if you know my more modern stance, but let me get this out of the way. I experienced losing games forever that you will never be able to play again. They are gone and they are gone for good. They, they will never, ever come back. And if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, I'm talking about arcade games in the 70s. They're a, a very common thing that happened back in those days was you would take out the PCB, so you'd take out the guts of the arcade board because it costs a lot of money. And they would repurpose the, the physical silicon and they would, you know, they, they'd make a new game on that board. They basically recycle the board, put it back into a, a, you know, the, the, the cabinet, repaint it, put a new marquee on it and ship it back out to save money and to maximize profits. And that was, that was the beginning. I, as you can tell, I've had a lot of time to think about this, uh, this particular discussion. And that was the very first time where I discovered uh Maybe, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I started to get really interested in, in this, this whole topic of not, not digital versus physical. It was about the preservation of games and about how do you keep this stuff alive? Like, how do you keep, how do you just keep stuff? And there are all kinds of different organizations and different companies and, and all of that who now today have been working tirelessly in trying to preserve certain games. And what people don't know is that for every Donkey Kong arcade cabinet that, you know, has been locked up in a museum is perfectly preserved and, and you know there's digital versions of it, there's MAME, there's all these different things. What they don't know is that there are probably 50 arcade games that are gone forever, that were never digitized, they were never, there's no copies that are known to exist, there are way more games that are gone for good that will never ever come back than games that are, are you know, really, really popular from that particular point in time. And what does that have absolutely anything to do with digital versus physical is that that's one of my core fears. I think anyone who thinks physical games are here to stay is an idiot because that isn't, and I, and I mean, no res- disrespect, but you're stupid um, <laughs> because that's not going to happen. We are, we are moving to a digital future. There's no question about that. There's no question at all. If anyone argues about that, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Um, my, my, sort of handicap with this the thing that i'm worried about is that i'm concerned about a future where these games are gone and they will never they'll never you know you'll never have access to them and i know thankfully now which i'm gonna wait because i want you to actually talk i don't want to like you know otherwise i'm talking to myself if i (laughs) if i give your point of view as well um but i've learned since lunch that I might be worried more um,
1: for nothing, but I'll let you go and say your piece. uh, I'm not sure, but from what you just said, it seems that if those arcade games were digital, they would still be around. So it seems like digital games will get preserved for eternity. No, oh, sorry, geez, sorry.
0: I thought you. Were, I'm here. I'm having a drink, and I'm waiting for you to talk. And you say like half a sentence.
1: No, but it um, seems like from your argument that you were afraid for preservation's sakes, It seems that it's much easier to preserve a game. Yeah, it with is digital. than it is absolutely from it is a standpoint because so, physical copies, of course, uh, if you keep it in good condition, you can keep forever. But uh, as time goes by, there's they're not reprinting them, and eventually, most of them will be dead either broken or gone or lost
0: or yeah absolutely and and so this this is the thing you'll see i'm going to get into another point um but absolutely okay and this is this is my argument of why i don't have a problem with digital like that seems to be the 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 misunderstanding in, in and it's probably my fault it's not i don't have a problem with digital it's the access and see that's where the line comes in and it's not that one thing is better than another because for preservation's sake absolutely if everything moves to a digital like a digital platform we would have access to it forever under one condition and this is the this is where my problem comes in is drm if you have, and this is what I, I realized um, during our discussion that I had at lunch, was sites like Good Old Games, which I now I think they don't even call it Good Old Games anymore. I think it's just GOG, G-O-G. Um, if you support organizations like that, I shut up right away. I have no, I have zero problems with them because those games will be around forever because they sell you the game. They are one of the only digital distributions that does that. They give you the product. You can make an infinite number of copies of it. You can play it on whatever hardware will run it. It doesn't matter. It is your product to do what you want. I can send it as an attachment in an email to you, and you can play the game because it's a phys- it's not physical, but it's a it's a self contained. Um, file, executable file that I can send you. So there's no difference between that and me going to your house and giving you a Super Mario World cartridge. There's no difference. It's exactly the same thing because it's yours. You own it. Yeah, but it
1: seems that you can make infinite copies of it so you can have multiple games. of. It's like you could put a Super Mario World cart and divide it into five different carts. Yes, you can. So... how can the company make money off of that if you can basically buy one copy and the world only needs to buy one copy and then everybody else can have one?
0: That's the danger, and that's that's the danger with it now, of course, people are gonna come on here and and leave comments, and I don't want to, i I purposely don't want to go too far uh, because I want to hear what other people have to say, but that's the danger with it is that and, and that's why this company was made famous with older games was the fact that it's, it's basically, it's your copy. You know what I mean? Like it, there's, it's DRM free so that you can do whatever the hell you want to do with that game and that's it. Now, why I was saying where this comes from, for those that don't know, is it was just recently announced that um, Nintendo will be ceasing uh, well basically closing down um, every all the online stores and stuff like that like the eShop essentially for the Nintendo Wii in the coming they gave a lot of notice I don't I think it's like what 2018 2019 it's it's a yeah, long you can't way add
1: way. money to your Wii I think after January 2018 and then you have until 2019 to buy games or redownload games even redownloading games they haven't Really, mention when the cutoff is, but for buying games, it will be in a specific date, twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah. So this is this is where I, I'm 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 just nervous, um, and and that's that's all there is to this because there are methods that we can take to back these things up. I'm just nervous in the sense of availability. Not preservation because for preservation for these things like you said, like others have said you'll be able to to back up and and, and you'll be. let's be honest with digital, the games that are made digital, you'll always be able to pirate. I don't, uh, I'm not one of these that's, that does that but you will always be able to do that. Once it's digital, it'll be out there forever. It's more for accessibility. I just, I'm not one that spent... 50 billion dollars or anything like that but i i'm I'm, i don't know it's hard for me to to articulate this well it's like i i want to be able to just plug in my machine and play the game and what happens if i didn't have enough space for what like let's say the wii u okay let's it's it's i'm just hypothesizing I connected an external hard drive to my Wii U so that I could purchase digital downloads. My Wii U, that's all I have, are digital downloads. I don't, I don't, do I own, I may own one or two copies of Wii U games, everything else is digital. And when I made room for all my stuff, right, uh, because I have my Switch, I've got my uh, PlayStation 4, and at the time, I had my, uh, my Xbox One. Now I have room. I can go back and, and, and connect it, but I just didn't have room. So what I did was I, I was boxing it off. I actually ended up giving my, uh, my Wii U away to, uh, one of my cousins. Um, my, my hard drive seized. So I said, Oh, well, pff, you know, whatever. No biggie. I'll just, I can download my other stuff at some point in time. Now, again, I'm, we're hypothetically talking here because I don't even have the system now, so it doesn't it doesn't really make any difference. But supposing I did, if that were to happen now, I would have to make sure that I I downloaded those games, and that's the thing that I'm scared about. Like moving forward, because what if what if I was just busy, you know, and I didn't see that press release, and time goes on and on and on and on. And then one day I go back and I'm like, you know what? I really want to play, um, uh, let's see, like link, uh, I was going to say a link to the past, Wind Waker HD, for whatever reason, you know, whatever. And so plug that in, psh, psh, go in and realize I can't access anything that I had downloaded previously. And that's that's the thing where I'm most like, like shit, you know, like, I'm just nervous about that. And that's something that, I mean, we can't control. We don't know. Like you've said multiple times to me in the past that it's still young. You know, this is still, especially on console, it's still really young. But like today, I'm assuming all those original Xbox Live arcade games on the original Xbox when it was first launched, the Xbox Live Arcade, uh, like, well, wasn't wasn't Xbox Live Arcade when they first, first started doing that? I think so.
1: Okay, like are those still available? I think so, but I cannot confirm because that's that's
0: the thing that i'm i'm just I'm just curious it's just because I'm the type of guy that i'm a weirdo right like i will I will randomly take out well, not now now that I have my snes classic, but I would randomly take out my snes it's in a box literally like six feet away from me, not even and and go and get like uh i don't know some robotron game plug that in and play that for a, a bit and i'm just worried that had i bought that digitally on one of those platforms and in 20 years will get that same urge to do that that i may not be able to do that and that's that's my only contention with this that's my only sort of thing where i'm like that kind of sucks Whereas you're absolutely right in what you've said in the past about the fact that, you know, discs will eventually not work. You know, those laser diodes, they won't last forever. If I don't finish my Saturn day special, one day I won't be able to because my Saturn will die. It's just, that's the reality of of hardware. I mean, it's going to happen. And that's one of the disillusions that uh, I think a lot of uh, physical only people have where they believe that well I have a physical copy so it's going to last forever. Well, that's not true and I'm living proof of that because of my laserdiscs. So for those that don't know, I have uh not a not a large collection, but I have a couple of laserdisc movies from back in the day and um for a long time it was the only way to get uh <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> like really nice quality versions of Star Wars. It was it was that was like all you had, you know. Um, and it also had, like, special features. It was the first format to introduce that prior to DVD. And today, a lot of those movies don't work anymore because the, the method that they had used to make the discs get something called laser rot. And it actually starts to peel away the layers of the, uh, of the medium. So that's what I'm saying. Like, just like with those original arcade games that They don't last forever, and that's the real benefit that I see with digital, and it's a true – it is a true benefit that I don't understand from a preservation standpoint I'm talking. and There's a couple of other things where they do get a little bit iffy, which is like stuff like with the PT demo where I don't like that. I don't like when someone else has the ability – to take something away from me that I had without permission. Granted, like you could argue that. Well, yeah, if someone breaks into your house and steals your, you know, your copy of uh, here. What's- well,
1: the thing is, right now is that if you keep talking and don't let me talk, like I'm not gonna have any <laughs> any chance at all because you. Well, may- cut me off. Go, go. Because I just want to say on that when you when you say and Ahmed did it on Facebook when he he spoke of rentals and that that's what really kind of grinds my gears when you use the word rental when you say they take it away from you like they don't physically go into your ps4 and delete the game if you delete uh pt or if you removed it that was your own choice yeah but didn't you i know, you, I know that you can't get it once you yeah delete it, that's the thing but that's the same thing as like, if you get a game and you decide to sell it, of course you can always buy it. So there's a bit of a gray area there. I'll give you that. But there's, a, you'll always have your choice to keep the game downloaded on your hard drive. And if you run out of space, you can always get a second hard drive. And of course that's not necessarily, uh, necessarily, uh, what you'd prefer to have all your games in one place, but if you use physical media, you cannot have all your games in your system. You need to switch games around, so it's not as convenient in my mind. So it kind of brings down... It's just the same of having multiple hard drive. Of course, there's the cost issue there, but I, I just don't get the rental argument because... Well, that you, I can explain. You own the game forever unless you decide to not to delete it or that something happens to your hard drive is, oh. which is the same thing that will happen to your games eventually over time. So I, I I think the rental argument is just kind of to get like uh an argument and just spray uh, sparkles on it and to make it look like worse than it is because I don't agree with the rental argument. Well, this is can explain. I rent. I when I rent, I rent movies still. I'm I'm. I live in a small town where renting movies movies is still entailing. And when I rent a movie, it means that I have to give it back the next day, and that's not the same thing at all with uh, digital games.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'll explain. I'll explain why that that term is used and perhaps you're right perhaps it's not the 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 good term but okay so don't let me forget about that okay don't let me forget about rentals i just want to go back with pt the thing is was this um you're right you can buy additional hard drives and stuff like that the way i look at it is that um, depending on the time period that wasn't an option like for example with ps4 PS4 only recently allowed you to use hard drives for games. You had no choice. You had no choice. So if you wanted to continue to play games, you had to delete. Whereas, for example, let's say PT was in that situation. So, well, I want to play the new Uncharted game. Well, I have no space. Well, what do I do? Do I buy another PlayStation 4? Or do I, like, the, the, you did not have a choice, so, well, I need to make room. With a physical game, you would have put that game on your on your shelf, and that that's it. Or, like, well, I'm not going to play this for a while. I'm going to put it in a box, and it'll be in storage. That's fine. But I can go back, and, you know, in three years from now, I can grab that, and I can put it back in, reinstall it, and away I go. But that's what I meant with PT. It's like, yeah, but I'm not putting it back on the shelf. If I delete it, there's a chance it's gone forever. Whereas if I just put it in a box, I can go back to my box. So that, that, that was the only thing with the PT thing that I, 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 I sort of meant. But with the rental thing, it's because of this. When you purchase a digital download, read the print. Read the fine print that Microsoft, Sony, and Steam give you. When you sign up to the PlayStation Network, it makes it very, very clear. You do not own any of the products that you purchase from the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade and Steam. They make it very, very, very clear if you read that fine print. It says you are purchasing a license to. Yeah, but it's use. the same
1: thing with physical games, Jared. Yes. Do you say the same thing on. Uh, they do. On
0: a- they do. They have to for legal reasons. But the difference being that with a physical game, they have no way of stopping you. If you, unless they have games that are online only, then you're screwed. But otherwise, if you can play that game offline, and of course we can get into the whole day one patch and all that stuff. Yeah. But that's. The but the thing
1: about that thing is just the only way you're going to get screwed is if, is if you screw. With the guidelines, so let's say you uh, post racial slurs and stuff like that. That's the only way you are going to get banned. Well, yeah, no, no, but I am just gonna saying you lose access to your games. That's that's the. I don't, I, I, I don't, I still. I'll let you continue on, but I don't get the rental argument. Well,
0: no, no, well, this is why I am saying I. I don't know if rental is the the key word. It's simply you don't own it because if you owned it, if if they basically. What would happen is when the Wii eShop shuts down, there would be a class action lawsuit against Nintendo for hundreds of millions of dollars by people saying you, you have not allowed us access to our own goods. And it would be, it would be like, you know, it would be, it would be crazy. It would be like a massive lawsuit. And I think it's
1: the same thing. It's like when you buy a movie or when you buy it's because people assume it's just. That you do not own the movie. You cannot do what you want with the movie. You cannot decide, okay, I'm going to put the movie on the TV. And I'm going to film it and I'm going to stream it online for everybody to watch. That's what it means. When you buy something like that, you don't own the property itself. No, you own... The... No, no, precisely.
0: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You own that copy of that movie to do as you please under copyright law. And that means that you can't make a copy of it. You can't do, you know, stream it. You can't this. You can't that. You can't whatever. And I think that's where that sort of, that sort of word came in is because, like, for example, if Marvel, you know, um, uh, Saints Row 2 is a really good one. Uh, who was it? I think it was Gog. Gog had, um, and I, I'm sorry if it's G O G or, or however it's, I, I used to call the game good old games. Um, Saints Row 2, the license was expiring, okay, for the music that was in that game. So they issued a a little statement basically saying, listen, people, if you want to purchase uh, Saints Row 2, you have until X day. Because as of that point, uh, the rights expire and we will no longer be able to sell you this game. So it will never be available again digitally as of this particular point. Uh, of course, you have access through it if you bought
1: it. You'll be good to go. But, but I thought it would that be it's... the same thing physically, right? Yes, yes, it is because they can they cannot print new copies. So, well, it's cannot, it's a little different not because it's, you would have to go to the used market.
0: Yeah, well, it's also different because it's different laws. In this case, uh, it's actually reversed. So, like, it's one of these where the physical copy was not allowed to be sold earlier than the digital copy due to rights. Um, what I'm just saying is that. This is one of those things where the, the, the legality of it is slightly different for digital versus physical in that sense of ownership. And I think that's where, uh, I was going to go in a different direction, but never mind. Um, but I think, I think that's all. I think that's all it is, is where that, that rental comes out because people feel like, well, if I can't get access to something I bought, what the hell, man? Like, what's that all about? You know,
1: I, and I think that's it. I think oh, it's, it's as simple yeah, I, as that. I understand that, but it's still, it's, I don't understand why you suddenly don't have access to the game. It's in your hard drive. It's in there. And like, this is a perfect example. The Wii is, how old is it? And this, the online services was abysmal. It's still young. It's Nintendo and they're giving you like a year, two years in advance almost. Heads up. And I'm assuming, like I said, it's still young. I assume that eventually everything will stay online. And of course I don't, I don't have a crystal ball. I could be totally wrong. Maybe Nintendo in 10 years goes bankrupt and now they cannot afford to keep those services on. So maybe that's an issue there, but it, 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 it's, I, there's just so many benefits to having a a future future with digital only, that, I don't know, Uh, it it, it seems to me that some of those fears are warranted, but the real issue here is the small majority, uh, small minority of people which are uh, audience, are YouTubers, or YouTube viewers, and both of these are collectors, because the majority of gamers don't really care about having the game on the shelf, like really, they don't, so it, it's just that our audience, particularly we're a retro, a retro, yeah, retro yeah, channel. No, so of course, nobody will most people won't agree with me and will side mostly with the physical world, but that that's fine. it's just uh, I think it's inevitable, and I think that, that the issues mentioned are exaggerated because like I, like I said, the games are on your hard drive. Most systems out there are available to re-download if you have, for some reason, to delete them. And on Nintendo's system, you can make infinite copies of your games. Because your games are tied to your name. So even if I make a copy of Pokemon Moon, like I make 10 copies, I cannot give them away. Because you can only play them on my system. So, And even with Sony... You could buy multiple hard drives and store your games on there. So th- there's workarounds to ensure if you really are afraid that in 15 years you're gonna b- want to play, uh, I don't know, uh, Until Dawn, you're gonna be able to. But it, it I, I still think these are exaggerated. I get the people, the people that are afraid. That in fifteen in fifteen years they will have lost their games. I get that. I just don't think I think the issue is exaggerated.
0: And with that we're going to transition, if that's okay, because I think that was a very deep and I'm proud of you. That was mature. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. That was a really, really good discussion. And I don't know how long you want this to be uh, it's uh we're currently at fifty five minutes Do you want to tackle the next uh
1: yeah sure let's, let's do one more
0: okay because I just I don't want I don't want Liz to kill you uh, <laughs> okay so during this podcast we've both talked about time being an issue and and this I mean this is obvious as you get older it's just it's natural as you gain more responsibilities you have less time to to do other things that's that's just common sense and it's logical um and of course you know your gaming tastes change and and this is something we've discussed we've discussed at length i think uh, we even had a whole episode i believe dedicated to this this whole idea of like console versus portable and and you mentioned in this episode that, you know, your game time is basically every time that you go to the washroom now. And I'm kind of curious, you know, like the Xbox One X was recently available for pre-order. And I believe, I believe this is the first time in a very long time I have not pre-ordered, uh, like, new hardware. And a big part of that is the fact that well i can't support three platforms or four platforms or whatever it is anymore not from a financial aspect but from just time it's the reason why i believe the both of us got rid of our um our xbox ones it was just if you're not playing it what the hell why do you have it like it it just doesn't make any sense so i was just curious sort of like maybe just like a an update to that topic that we discussed you know a number of years ago if like where are you now with this sort of thing i mean it's pretty obvious you've already said but just talk a little bit
1: (laughs) well i i'm a bit different than you because you've only recently discovered your 3ds and your your switch i guess but me, I've always been a portable gamer first, and then a console guy. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a Pokemon dude, so Pokemon has always been on portables. But I've always enjoyed playing my Game Boy and then my Game Boy Advance and my DS, and especially my 3 ds has been having a lot of playtime because I, I like the I don't I like the experience on those platforms. They mostly the games are more simple, Uh, not always in a bad way, but just that they, they know that portable games sometimes can be played in like short bursts, so they can't have like an intro that has like a two hour tutorial, or doesn't let you save until your first cutscene and stuff like that, so it's always been appealing to me that I can just pick up the, the system, press the power button, and within seconds being, playing a game I enjoy, so, Another fact is that there's no loading times on these. Well, there's almost no lo- loading times, and before there was none. So it's always something that I really, really enjoyed with uh, por- portabili-
0: portability.
1: That's it. Yeah, l- let's see where this goes. Like, I have <laughs> tons to say about this, but uh, I'm just, it feels like I'm rambling right now.
0: Damn you. I ramble all the time. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, you're, you're certainly right, certainly right, that, uh, if I had to say, like, what, what, what type of gamer was I, um, before, uh, versus now, I don't think there would be any question about that, never been a, never been a PC guy, I mean, played some PC games for sure, but I would never have called myself, like, a PC gamer, never would have done that. Um, and I think the reason why is just because like the NES, um, was really what introduced me to sort of like, you know, that, the gaming culture, if you will. And, and I think that maybe has a lot to do with it, uh, or maybe not, or maybe, maybe that's just me, but like the very first sort of like real true gaming experience that I, I had for like, you know, extended periods of time. Was exploring the world, uh, you know, the world of Zebus in in Metroid, and and exploring Hyrule in the original Legend of Zelda, and going through the Mushroom Kingdom in uh, Super Mario Brothers. Like that was a that was like a really incredible time, you know. It was a really amazing experience, experiencing Castlevania and Contra for the first time, and and having those experiences. Ironically enough, looking back today, it's kind of funny because they were almost portable experiences in and of themselves, you know? There was no loading back then. You could play for five minutes or two hours if you wanted. Like The games didn't have save features. They were all designed to be you know, completed really extremely quickly with the exception of, you know, when we started to get your Zeldas and Metroids and stuff and when you had a uh, battery pack, uh, you know, save features and/or and or passwords and things of that nature. And then, of course, gaming slowly evolved. And as it slowly evolved, in particular with the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and that, um, it... it it changed, you know, like it started getting more and more and more uh, serious, if you will, or or consoleized. And it's funny because I also like a huge part of my my early gaming days was spent in the arcades and the arcades were were exactly portables. I mean, the, everything you just said about portables holds true for arcades. You quite literally played for five minutes. And maybe like maybe even under that, and then you had to put in another token because you're dead. <laughs> and and it's just interesting now because as gaming evolved, particularly with the Sony PlayStation, that was the one where it really like the industry fundamentally changed. It already started with the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, but it fundamentally changed with the PlayStation and the N sixty four, and of course to a much lesser degree the Sega Saturn. And where we started to get these these much more grandiose stories, you know, where where games like your even your your standard action game, look at Metal Gear Solid. Like the first time you play Metal Gear Solid, you're not gonna finish that in ten minutes. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the epic adventure. Yes, it's not gonna be twenty seven hours or something, but it's it's gonna be a fairly lengthy experience for what it is. Um, Resident Evil is another one, right? Like you can't play Resident Evil on the Game Boy, for example. And and yes, of course, I know about the the canceled game and all that, but you know what I mean. I, like it's it's an experience that was well suited to a television. Like you wanted to sit down, shut the lights off, and get totally immersed in this experience. And and I I fell, man. Like they got me, you know, hook line and sinker. Like they 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 got me, man. I I was like all over that i was eating that up like crazy and i was always what i i said was like i would dabble in in the portable you know with my game boy for example uh looking back today i mean i owned a buttload of games that i used to play all the time uh, links uh, the adventure of blah, 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 blah. links awakening uh was was like just just an incredible game i still have my it's actually just just looking at it right now where uh have my copy of Metroid Two, Return of Samus and you know, things like that. Like I I experienced Game Boy, but in a different way than someone like you did. Well at least I think. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But I I, I sort of transitioned. So like I got the Mario's. Why? Because on the NES I had Mario. So I picked up um Metroid. Well, why did I get Metroid? Well, because I really enjoyed Metroid on the on the NES. I picked up the Castlevania games. Well, why did I do that? Well, they were on the NES and so on and so forth. Where I didn't experience it as much as you was when with the introduction of like portable specific franchises, like your Pokemon and stuff like that. And and now having gone back, right, and and re experienced those those games, um, Like I feel like wow, I I really did miss out on a lot of different uh, a lot of different things. I don't regret that or anything, of course, because thankfully I've I've been able to experience a lot of these things. But it's been interesting moving forward. And so, like this started with the PSP and the DS. No, that's not true. It started a little bit more with Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, I I started playing portables a little bit more. Now I'm not saying. You know, like that I I would play more on my Game Boy Advance than I would on my um on my GameCube, for example. No, that would be a straight up lie. But I did find myself going and, and playing these games more and more, but it was always the hardware that bugged me. Because I am a techie, right? So I like I like stuff that looks better and it's a little bit fancier and stuff, especially not so much today, but years back I was really into that. And the Game Boy Advance SP remains one of my favorite uh platforms of all time. Like I, 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 I played a lot on that thing because it was the first time that I could actually play when they released the one uh, with a the backlight. There, um, where you could play. Well, it for, uh, I'm
1: gonna just uh, cut you off for a bit because this reminded me of a funny go. story. I heard of the Game Boy Advance through a Nintendo Power magazine. And when I heard of the Game Boy Advance, I was mad as hell. And I wrote an angry letter to Nintendo. And what I did, I don't know if you were subscribed to Nintendo Power. And the problem is you lived in Quebec because they had these contests every month. But I remember that on the back of this, the thing it said, excluding Quebec. So I I don't think you could ever post them in. And I used to post them in. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was kind of like a postcard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And on the back of that postcard, I decided to write an angry letter to Nintendo <laughs> saying that I do not want my Game Boy to have those pretty visuals or fancy gameplay. I want the Game Boy to <laughs> remain like it is. Like that. Like if that would have... That probably didn't reach anybody. That was the back of a postcard. It was meant for a contest and I decided to write... <laughs> anyway that 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 just reminded me of something when you when you you mentioned the fancy that you like fancy things and stuff like that like i I was totally on the opposite of that at that point of time
0: oh man that must have been so hilarious was it in french too
1: no no of course oh
0: that would have been the best that would have been so funny you you send that off i could just see someone reading this thing being like "Is, is this guy on drugs (laughs) <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Well, Nintendo. If by any chance there's anyone ever listening to this from Nintendo, he hasn't changed at all. All <laughs> right, it's exactly the same. Yeah, that is very, very funny. Well, anyways, I oh, look at fr- me
1: now. I'm still gaming on my 3ds and ignoring my Switch. Yeah, but everybody d- else is doing the contrary. And nah, don't. Like, well, I, I don't played know about the that. Switch since May.
0: I I don't know about that. Um. Uh, i mean i i definitely you would be in the minority that there's no question about that, um but even myself man, like I have not put as much time into it as I thought I was going to, but I think that has more to do with uh dragon quest eleven than than you know than anything else i think that's that's the primary thing uh the three d s though I believe i I'll have to look when all said and done. I'm going to look at the total hours that I've, I've put on that thing. I mean, I I can't really compare it to anything else, but I'm going to say I'm pretty confident that this will be the, um, like the, uh, what, most played? Is that, I guess the right way of saying it? The most played portable I've ever experienced. And you're always so funny when you tell me. Yeah. I think it's, uh,
1: it's, it's because of me though, because there's one game in particular and then there's a Pokemon series, of course. But there's Animal Crossing. Like, that ate up a huge chunk of your hours. Oh, yeah. I don't no, no. For sure, man. Put, I don't sure. think you've put any time in another portable game like that. And for me, that's natural. Like, most, like, my all my Pokemon games, like, Pokemon Sun and Moon, I'm almost at 300 hours now. X and Y, I'm on 500 hours. Omega oh, Ruby Alpha that. Sapphire, which I barely yeah, but, played, I'm at 200 hours. So, but for to me, be that's fair, just normal.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I... That... I'm not that type of gamer. Period. Like console included. I I don't put that much time into uh into games, like period. I I don't think I've ever put 500 hours into like anything.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? May, maybe not, but to to beat those Dragon Quest games to the maximum, they're they're always at least 100 hours and uh, a link to the past. You can almost be like blindfolded. So there's a few games that you've played over and over and over. Yeah, again.
0: no, for sure. But to to do it like you, like in the sense, like it sounds like you, you know, you. This is a common occurrence for you to play like you know a handful of games over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's well, pretty like wild. Games
1: like Animal Crossing and Pokemon really they don't end and you can always keep playing and finding new objectives and if you're really invested in that world and hooked to that game that's perfect recipe especially on a portable yeah no no
0: exactly and and power to you right like uh, don't take it like uh, like anyway i mean good for you really like that's that's pretty cool for me um just looking at this so i put 183 hours into animal crossing that's what I did. And the highest and Pokemon... Look at,
1: if you could go back in time, what would Jared from the 90s take of you playing 190 hours of Animal Crossing?
0: Well, he'd laugh in my face. He would be like, you're a big loser. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, but it would it just never... Like, I doubt very much that ever would happen. Uh, but you can still see 90s Jared here, right? because like just looking at this list here I have Dragon Quest 8 102 hours Dragon Quest VII, 92 hours uh Pokemon Yellow 65 hours Dragon Quest Nine, fifty 50 hours you know like and these aren't in any order I'm just going through um but just just this okay here Metroid Samus Returns 19 hours that was pretty unheard of Okay. And, and and like, I'm not, I'm not, we can't compare it to you because you're, you're, you're like, I mean, 500 hours. I don't, like I said, I don't think I've ever put that, uh, maybe a link to the past, like, cumulatively over multiple series, like, multiple pieces of hardware and and stuff like that. Um, but for me, the average usually with like console games is like between, depending on the game, of course, between like 10 and 20 hours is the usual thing for Jared. So, just to, you know, Super Mario 3D Land, 22 hours, that's, that's surprising, you know? Like, for me, that really is surprising. Here, 25 hours with Ocarina of Time, 23 hours in Majora's Mask, like, that's, that's surprising, man. Like, it really is. For me, looking at some of these, these games, is it's very, very surprising that, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, 12 hours in the Bravely Default demo. <laughs> Like, I'm the
1: same way with that game. I, <laughs> I haven't touched a real game, but I've put over twelve hours in the demo. Which makes no sense. <laughs>
0: well, this is it. So but my point with this is like I think the three DS really for me was the start of uh of, of the beginning of this new uh like I'm not saying that I'm like some portable guru, not at all, but like, it has most certainly been one of, I don't want to say the, but one of the most played, um, uh, gaming devices that I've had in the last number of years. Like, I, I don't, like, no one can argue with that. I have literal, the evidence is there. It speaks for itself. If I wish I, they had something like this on, um, on you know all the other devices to be able to to compare but like the reason why is is fairly obvious for me it's just it's it's the time like there's no there's there's just no what am i going to do right like like you said it's it's great there uh, and, and one thing that we we said off camera here was about Dragon Quest and and you're right, okay, I got to give it to you right away, you're right when you mention a uh, series fatigue, not not series fatigue, but game fatigue. The fact is like right now, I don't even want to go back and finish Dragon Quest 11 the stream. I will, but I don't want to. I want to play my SNES classic. And and it's because I destroy Where's my Japanese uh here? Let me uh, just boot this up. I'm really curious to see what the what the dime is on this this is gonna be some funny stuff this is gonna be very funny to see the games here this is gonna be ridiculous all right let's see just gotta i don't know why i I think my s d card is crap in this because it uh I find it boots so slow man like it boots up but you don't see any of the icons for anything that's saved on the um uh, what the hell <laughs> it's really different, okay, well, let's go, okay, okay, first time I've ever opened it, okay, so here you ready like this is this is like pretty pathetic here, all right, so number one is Dragon quest, which one I'll see seven yes, it is. So Dragon Quest 7 is 129 hours. Okay. Dragon Quest 11 is 105 hours and 56 minutes and Dragon
1: Quest 8 is 103 hours. That's funny because if you go to your North American 3DS like it's the similar numbers, yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> <laughs> for the same games.
0: Yeah, but I, I I'm a, I'm like you with the Pokemon stuff, the difference being that like I I really... Like, I love I love that series. Um, okay, wait. We need to pause this conversation. I have to re- remember to tell you this. When Dragon Quest XI comes out, regardless of, of when you ever get a chance to play the damn thing, uh, you absolutely have to continue the story, okay? And you have to promise me that you will continue the damn story because <laughs> it's not post-game. And... And I don't know how else to, to say this. Cranberry, um, she just finished it a little while ago. So she finishes the main game and she's telling me all her impressions and this and that, everything else. And and then I tell her, okay, now go back and load your save game. And she did that and was just like, holy crap. And, and I, I, I can't, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. It's just, it's not post-game. And I want to make that very clear. This is not like Pokemon. It is not like any other series. This is it. it, I've never experienced this before. That's all I can say. Okay. I've really never experienced this before. And I've played Dragon Quest a hell of a lot and I've never ever experienced anything like this. So you all I'm asking is that you finish a game. You know, you can, you can take a break. You can do whatever the hell you want, but reload that. When you, you know, when the credits are over and says, Would you like to save a game? Say yes, and then go take a drink, go do whatever you want to do. It doesn't even have to be that day, but make sure you reload that data after. And I'm telling everybody this because I'm so nervous that people will just stop there. And I honestly, I don't even know why Square Enix did this. I I don't know. And I can't say more because it'll spoil stuff and I, uh, that's the last thing I want to do. But uh, now getting back on topic. Uh, I'm really having a hard time. I'm genuinely having a hard time finding the time to play Dragon Quest XI. And yeah, like I said, I'm, I'll give you the fact that yes, I mean, I, I what, I put like over a hundred hours into the damn game on the 3DS. But I was able to put that hundred and whatever hours on the 3DS. In a matter of what? Like what? Maybe two weeks? Something like that? Yeah. Well, there's no chance. did
1: had no problem with the Dragon Quest 7 and 8 on the 3DS <laughs> doing both games. Although there was a year in between, I believe.
0: Well, that's well, it. Eight, well, 8 wasn't that long. No, 8 wasn't that long. 8 wasn't that long. So, anyways, that my point just being that, like, I'm I'm pretty convinced that even if I had to replay Dragon Quest XI, because it was on the 3DS, I'm pretty convinced that if I started a new save today, that before December first, I'd finish the game. Like within you know like a, like a month and whatever, I'd finish the game. But with the the PS4 one, I don't think I will be finished by December. Like. I I don't know. We'll see, but I I don't this know. This is it, weird
1: because you were so into it.
0: Well, I am into it. It's just that the time, like when 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 am I? Like I haven't been home. I've been so damn
1: busy. Yeah, you say that, but when you really really want to, you make time for a game.
0: Yeah, so it's it, just it, there's it's it's no. And you're right. You're, you're right. I'm not I'm not gonna you know. It's just that these last like two weeks, man, brutal. And what killed it? Because I was, I was back on a high, you know? Like, I I actually just streamed a little while ago. I was back on a really good high. And then the damn SNES Classic came out. And I don't know if you went to Twitch and you, you caught what I did. But no, I never see
1: your your live streams. Do you post it on YouTube? Uh, yeah, I post a little thing,
0: just saying. I delete the thing after, of course. No, no, because... that's
1: what you should do. But next time, maybe text me or something, because I, I, I guess I'm never on you. When do you typically stream? Around no, that, what time? no,
0: that's not that's, that's the problem. Is I don't have like there. There it could be two in the afternoon till till four. Or it can be 8 o'clock at night till 10 or it can be like it's whenever the okay, hell well, I Okay, well next I time
1: text me or something because I I'd have to be on YouTube and click my subscriptions and see it then. And I I I've, I haven't seen it once. Okay. And it's weird because I I see all my other uh, subscription. I see them when they're about to stream. They tell me on my subscription feed. Well, okay. I'll, yours. I'll, we'll
0: do a we'll do a little test then because like I'm maybe I'm almost. Maybe it doesn't at the... appear.
1: Maybe you're doing something wrong, or maybe it's yeah, just Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I haven't actually been on YouTube when you you, you posted it. Maybe,
0: but dude, I've I've posted a lot, so well. Anyways, we'll we'll check it out because my uh, I have a let's play of a link to the past. that's almost finished.
1: So yeah, I, I I saw that I saw I checked I did check in the private section, but I did see that there's a playlist for Link to the Past, and I got excited. Yeah, you should. I, I've seen you play a link to the past. through, I think the first five episodes of Nintendo Fanboys, or the first four, maybe. And that was pretty cool. So I, like, I, I really want to one day play the game with you because uh, it's fascinating how you play that game.
0: Well, that's exactly what I'm doing, and I'm, I'm, I'm playing it in two different ways. So, like, what I'll do is. I like I'm talking to people of course as I play and I tell them that like look listen I'm uh I'm I'm certifiably insane right so (laughs) I tell them that I've played this game so many times that like I like to extend the experience so I'm I'm purposely going to do different things and then I give some advice if it's like your first time playing and and just different things I, I mean I don't know and I even say it during the video I'm like well if you've played this game a million times then you know whatever um I I Almost died it was that long, and I was giving myself shit <laughs> it was you can hear it in my voice like i 'm playing i 'm like, Oh, come on, come what the hell, and then I just stopped talking and it 's like I get it's,
1: serious it 's funny because that game is so hard, and for you it isn 't because you're you know that game inside out, but that game is hard man it's it 's hard not to get hit and you don 't need many hits to die, so And I still remember when the last time I beat this game was with you when we did it on the Wii. We were on Xbox Live and playing on the Wii and you weren't even seeing my screen and you were telling me exactly what to to do. And you (laughs) were telling me, okay, go to the next room and then go to that room. And you knew exactly what room I was in without seeing my screen. I, I just couldn't believe it. That was hilarious.
0: Yeah, I've got a problem with that particular game, and you'll see, you'll see, because like I'm, I'm I, I get mad at myself because I'm like, ah, oh, you moron! It's two screens up and one left. Never mind. Wait a sec, guys, and then, and then I go up, <laughs> and because it's been a long time, I, I haven't played. Uh, normally, it's my yearly r- ritual, and I was waiting for the freaking virtual console on um on Switch, which never still, came. Did,
1: did you do that? Did you beat it on the 3ds? Yet? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did it on the 3ds. You never told me. I wanted to ask you if if it bothers you that the screen is zoomed or whatever it is. No, it was it was okay. It wasn't.
0: Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's not ideal
1: there, but it's. I mean, it's all right. It is what it is. It's, so you did try it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the it, over 3DS the 3ds guy,
1: and you don't think about texting me. This this is the stuff that I want to talk about. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if I look at my
0: time on that game, it's like, it's pathetic. It's like, I think it's, uh, I think it's like five hours, two minutes or something like that. So anything else? I I don't have anything else. I just wanted a little update like on that. I don't really have anything. It's just time. I think,
1: I think that's a pretty meaty podcast. I just want to remind people that we're on YouTube every second Sunday and on podcast services around the world just check for Nintendo fanboys with a z or Canadian gamers or project CUE and you'll find us and we need to talk about the next Sunday because you're you're saying you're leaving for Texas is it next week it's okay so i leave not this saturday the next saturday so that's going to be a problem because you when the well why why back? would that
0: be why would that be a problem
1: because we need to no no
0: we'll be fine next no, yeah, we'll, we'll be, be fine. fine. Yeah, 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 because I come back on the Thursday. So we'll be fine. We can, okay. we'll have the Friday and the Saturday to figure something out. Um, and the, the footage, I think what I'm going to do, I still have, I think for this episode, I have enough of Secret of Mana. And if I don't, I'll just loop, uh, a little bit of, uh, some other footage that I have. Uh, but I think I might redo that let's play only because now the game's available in English and it's going to be, it's going to be much easier, not only for me, but for everyone else that wants to follow along, and I can put on you know goofy voices for the uh for the <laughs> characters and stuff like that. So I you haven't also, decided.
1: You also need to download Golf Story. Let me know how it is because that you yeah that me. looks. I yeah, really want to play that. Me too. I don't know why. No, me too. Can, it's funny you say that. Like it looks really cool. And did you play the demo of that Project Octopath game? I did. Man, I, I, I heard. Uh, Tim talking about the uh, about that game a lot on uh, kind of funny, and he was saying something, and I think he's actually right. They should call that Final Fantasy 16. It looks from everything I've heard that it's gonna be a fantastic game, one of the best games out there, and apparently it looks gorgeous. But that name, I, I I think they should just call it Final Fantasy 16, and I don't like it when they use a Final Fantasy name. But if they they use it and they call it 16 I won't have a problem. If they call it like Final Fantasy Mystic Stick, like that <laughs> I'll have a problem with that. But if they call it 16, it makes it legit and it's going to sell a lot better and it's going to suddenly turn cuz everybody's talking about that game, but eventually they'll forget about it. If it's Final Fantasy 16, nobody will forget about it and it will be such a massive hit.
0: That would be cool, man. That's actually really cool. Like I said, I've been so out of it. I haven't watched anything from Kind of Funny or from anyone else, to be honest. Um, yeah, that that would be interesting. Did you try it yet?
1: No, like I said, I haven't played my Switch since. May. That's another one I need to download. Yeah, man, download it. I, I need to swallow my pride and dust off my Switch, plug it in and download Golf Story and that demo and try them.
0: Yeah, I mean, why the hell not, man? Maybe I'll... You know, I don't... well. I'll see if I get a chance because maybe that would be kind of cool. It would require two hours of gameplay, though. I don't know if I could do that for Golf uh, Story because it would be some fun footage to have in the background of this. Well, yeah, we'll Golf see.
1: Story would be a, would make for an amazing uh, podcast gameplay to look at. Yeah, exactly. It, it looks it looks really fun. All and right, I well, don't we'll know see. why I don't like golf games that much, but it, a golf game with a GRPG vibe like that reminds me of Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color. That. That sounds like something that's like really fun to play. I don't mean, know. I don't know, I'd love I don't that. know either. We'll <laughs> that's see. Just we'll a see. Thought.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what I have time for uh, this this evening. All right, guys. Well, this was a very good podcast. God, I hope we can do this again. It's it's nice speaking with you. And I haven't actually talked to you in a long time because like I haven't even been texting you much because I haven't had a chance with one meeting after another meeting after another workshop after another session after another. It's been like, good lord. So you're texting me and I'm in there with the Dean of Medicine and I'm like texting you back about like a press release for some game or something. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's the most random thing in the world. You're just a jerk. That's I what know. You are. Sorry. Sorry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so like uh, Stephen just said, the podcast is available on iTunes and other streaming services uh, around the world, and we post it live as soon as the uh, podcast is recorded, and it's available every second Sunday on YouTube, like he said. Check out uh, Project COE or Canadian Gamers or uh, Nintendo Fanboys. And uh, it doesn't really matter how you spell them because uh, you'll get like an autocorrect sort of thing. But, of course, if you put fanboys uh, put with Z, it just makes it a little bit easier. All right, guys. So I basically just copied exactly what he just did. But I, that's the way I want to end these off uh, moving forward. So uh, I will catch you all uh, later. And hopefully Stephen will join me.